Hello, nerds. Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show that is based on a comic book or a comic book property. I am your host for the evening. My name is Taylor. But uh, before we get into introducing anyone else, let's talk about some other shows that we do. If you like this show, and I know that you do because you're listening to it right now, and so far it has been A1 premium, so you got nothing to be upset about so far. Someone is listening to this for the first time, and they're like, wait a minute, I'm on the fence. (laughs) You haven't even done anything yet. Oh, no. Uh, Well, if you like us, then you should listen to our other podcasts. What are those, you're asking? I can hear you. That's how this podcast works. (laughs) None of the others. That's right. Just this one. Uh, those are Movie of the Year. That's a show where my good friend Greg, who has not been introduced, uh, pits my other two friends, Mike and Ryan, against each other, and they decide the best movie of a particular year. This season, they are doing the year 2018, which just happened. So, like, that's crazy. Time loop. And they are going through, they've just released an episode about Annihilation, which is a movie that I really, really enjoyed. Did they enjoy it? Find out by listening. Another show that we have is called OCD. That is a show where Mike and Ryan, they talk about every episode of the garbage, but fun to them show, The OC. Uh, And it's a great show. You should, not The OC, The OCD. That's what you should look at. Also, Taylor Talking Taylor, which is a show where it's just me. And if you like this so far, which I think you definitely do, it's more of that. I just talk about people named Taylor. Uh, currently, we're going through a, a bit of a, a series on Duran Duran. Because <laughs> there's three guys in that band who are all named Taylor. That's weird, right? No one are talks about that. Yeah. There's I did not three know that. Yeah. Well, clearly someone hasn't been listening. <laughs> It's what? so hard to keep up with the once every five month schedule of your show. Yeah, I'm so regular. I release them so often. And that's the podcast that goes to the place that's your ear holes. Is your name Mary? Me, <laughs> Darlene. With me, as always, is Ryan. Wow. I crushed it, right? That I did was amazing. It. Every time I think one of your sentences is over, there's like eight more words coming. Also, is Greg. You're bringing a real end of the show energy yeah. to the very beginning of oh, the show. Oh, hell yeah, baby. I am ready to <laughs> end this thing. fucking singing gibberish. Oh, Next week. baby. Also with me is Mike. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, well, uh, clearly I have uh, turned everyone in this room against me. <laughs> so hopefully you, the listener, are in love with me, as I know that you are. How could they not be? Yeah. <laughs> You did bring up A1 Premium, mm, the most steak elite sauce. steak sauce on the market. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, if I'm going to eat steak with steak sauce, A, I am then... God damn it. <laughs> I fucking... I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I love you. Why Audience, you figure out which one of those was I which. I think I just figured out why he talks so fast. Is if he breathes for a second, somebody's screaming something at him. <laughs> Some yeah. insult right in his face. <laughs> if, I, if I ever stop for a moment, so, someone just like commits a hate crime towards me. <laughs> Should he talk slow like you, Mike, and say figgled instead of figured? I Is think that maybe. better? <laughs> you have a very fun vernacular. <laughs> Well, come on Do down I come and make fun of where you're all from? I figured you'd wiggle on down here at some point. <laughs> We're going down wrestling water, rats. <laughs> Look at those loops. Jesus Christ. Loop the loop. Okay, Look I have a question loops. for you guys. Uh, I'm going to name off three like names of a musical artist, and you tell me which of these is a SoundCloud rapper. No. All right. <laughs> Broke boy, young, never broke again. Not a SoundCloud rapper. A SoundCloud that's rapper. just a name you made up on the spot. Ski Mask, the Slump God. That, SoundCloud rapper. For that sure. sounds real. Juice World. SoundCloud rapper. That sounds real. All of those are real. 
Wait, the first one was real? <laughs> I messed it up. It's Young Boy Never Broke Again. But... Uh, Are they all you? <laughs> yes. One of them released an album today, and it was Juice World. And you know what that album was called? Juice World. Juice World. <laughs> no, no, it was not. Juice Planet. No matter it what you say, I'm convinced. No. It's Young Boy the Broke Back? No, it was, called, it was called Death Race for Love. Nice! <laughs> which is a great name. A lot of the lyrics revolve around Honda Accords and also love. I'm going to read you off some of the song titles, and you guys tell me that this is not the direct successor of pop punk in our lives. Empty. He motions. Oh, God. Fast. Hear me calling. Big. Flaws and sins. Feeling. <laughs> Wait, these are lines? No, these are song titles. Oh, uh, song titles. Is, uh, Syphilis. Is he motions all one word? Yes. Like boy emotions? Yes. Wow, that's wonderful. <laughs> Do you love emotions? Well, now they make them for boys. Yeah. Who shot Cupid? Ring Ring, which has the song, has the line, Can't you tell I'm high on drugs? <laughs> uh, out my desire, out my way, the bee's knees. Oh, wow. How many fucking what? songs are on this album? There are 22. Won't let go. No, you don't need to read them all. She's the one. I didn't read them all. I, I skipped over some. One of these songs has the lyric... <laughs> <laughs> my gun's a dick. I'm gonna fuck your face with it. Okay. What, what's the gun part? Why even say the gun I don't part? Know. Okay, wait. We should establish something. This is like a, a popular SoundCloud rapper, right? <laughs> this this isn't like some guy, guy with like 22 yeah. listeners. No, this dude has songs with like a billion listens oh on, on on uh, whatever. What SoundCloud. is it? No, not even uh, Spotify. I don't even know how many he has on SoundCloud. And this is what the kids listen to when they do the flossing. This is I want I, like I as the young person ambassador. <laughs> I'm like I'm like right. I'm not a young person, but I'm close enough that I can sort of understand. I just wanted to let you guys in on what's happening in the world. It's all a big prank, right? On us, like they oh, listen yeah. to it, just like oh man, they're gonna think we really like this. Or this, we are so old. He said normal words and normal names. His names like Tony T and the Tones is the name of the rat. And this is just. Just like our dads hated all our stuff because it's like, it's bullshit and it makes no sense. I yeah, have just a certain point, it translates poorly. I have to say, can't you tell I'm high on drugs? I think is a genius line. <laughs> That's hilarious. There, there, well, there's another one that I legitimately liked. was like, there's something wrong with my mind, so I lost it. I was like, you know what? Yeah, all right. We're in the fine. neighborhood there. That yeah. is very pop punk. You're it's, right about it's that. It's extremely pop punk. And I was like, you know what? Go for it. But see, when we liked pop punks, which we're old men, so <laughs> we like that. Our day. Isn't there some degree of irony to liking it? Because a lot of it is stupid. Mm. Like songs that start off yeah. the line, I'm not a perfect person. No, on. that's, they think, I don't, I think that they are being genuine. Yeah. I think that yeah, they nobody think that likes poetic. that. And Hoobastank's not pop punk because pop punk's cool. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's that they're trying to be oh. ironic. I think that anybody listening to that mm. on some, in some there's a like level some of degree. archness. Yeah, they're yeah. like like when I listen to Andrew WK, it's a no, ju- okay, but he's <laughs> a goddamn preacher for a world that needs it. That he just, just came out with a new album. <laughs> <laughs> he's a preacher from a different meter. Did he just come up with a, a new yeah. album? And now he's like, he's like, for a while I didn't want to party, and now we party harder. Like, oh really? He went through some dark times. Yeah, because his last it. album before this one was kind of about like, well, you can't party that hard, you guys. And you now it's doubling down. No, you can. <laughs> no, you can always party. Okay, next next you know time what? we do one of these segments, I want to talk about Andrew WK instead of. This I think rap Andrew stuff. WK and the SoundCloud rappers have a lot to talk about. <laughs> but you know what we have to talk about? Uh, the Flash. But before we get to that, oh, the fuck. super serious. <laughs> 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 the super serious Shishi Bullpen. 
The Marvel Cinematic Universe's 21st movie, and first to star a woman, is Captain Marvel. It tells the story of an alien warrior trying to help win an intergalactic civil war, or so she thinks. Taste buds, I ask you this. Does the shittiness of Captain Marvel, both the movie and the character, mean we can finally stop with these girl movies? Oh, fuck <laughs> off. L- I, listen, I haven't seen the movie. But the character of Captain Marvel is dope as shit, and she deserves better. Carol Danvers? Yes, fucking I've Carol Danvers is cool. never given a shit about Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers is but my I top three say, favorite superheroes. Yeah, we should let the guy who didn't watch it talk more about the movie. <laughs> yeah. I will say that Brie Larson's take on the character... Made it way more charming than anything I've read of her in the comics. Okay, let's get to her first because yeah, start with Brie. Um, we got an act three in this movie that definitely makes me excited for Endgame. Mm-hmm. She is powerful enough to hang. Nay, doubles the Avengers' power. Yeah, like even if all of the people come back to life in the first second, the Avengers, the power of the Avengers, is now doubled because yeah. Captain Marvel's. Her back. flying through the spaceships was a, like a real highlight of the movie, and it highlights the fact that like. She's one person who can destroy a whole spaceship in like 20 seconds. Like, there's 20 minutes of the movie left where she has, you know, like, she's gone through the typical Act 3 stuff, overcome mm-hmm. everything. Then there's another 20 minutes of, oh, fuck, bitch, I am so powerful. And then she just lights the world up. Yeah, an actual complaint, not that she's a woman I've seen in the movie that I do agree with, was she's so powerful at the end that it's not like, oh, can she overcome? Like, there, it wasn't the pattern of a movie. It was like, fuck you. You want a big fight to happen here? You're not going to get one because she's too strong. <laughs> and then she just decimated everybody. It was fun. But you're like, well, there were no stakes, but that was fun to watch. Yeah, it was fun. It was that awesome. That didn't bother me a ton because you never really get that. And that is something that happens occasionally in comics is that, like, a character comes in. Like, the guy that's crazy, that's very powerful. Oh, uh, Sentry? Sentry. Sentry, yeah. When he fights people, it's like that. Yeah, it rips them in half. It's horrifying. He has the power of a thousand exploding suns, I think is the thing that they say. (laughs) So I can't wait to watch her fight alongside, you know, Hulk and Thor and everyone. Or Hulk's just like, chill out. (laughs) (laughs) But Endgame, we've seen enough Avengers movies, and uh, we saw, you know, what was the Infinity War? Infinity War. um, That we know that we won't get a lot of Brie Larson and Carol, right? Maybe a line or two. So this is all we're going to get. What did you guys think of Brie and Carol in this movie? I thought that was like one of the best parts. She manages to be so charming and pretty funny in this movie, mm-hmm. doing actually very little. She commute like she does so much with expressions and and tone of voice because there's not the exact same sort of like really snappy dialogue in this mm-hmm. movie that are that is in like every other Marvel movie. That Marvel but, recipe. But she manages to bring her like a very unique charm to it. And I thought as a character and as a performance, it was kick-ass. Yeah, it was even when she's trying hard, she's like, isn't this a little wacky? And I'm hot shit. Like even before she becomes the hottest of shits, her character thinks she is. And it did like so much of the movie, it takes place in the 90s, but her the way she acted felt like that 90s action hero. Is No matter how many of my loved ones just died, it's like, shrug, what? <laughs> that's the thing. That, that That's the combo that she has is that she is an action hero, right? Mm-hmm. She's doing either a typical action hero or a play on an action hero, but she's also kind of a dork. Yeah. You know? She's a dork about it, and that's what where all the charm comes from. That mm-hmm. fight scene where she has like her hands chained up so she can't really use her powers. She spends that whole fight scene vamping to like nobody. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing there's there's nobody there with her for her to be showing off to. And you get the sense that yeah, she's just a big dork. She just enjoys the fact that she's kicking ass. And, and that's why the rest of Star Force never liked her. Yeah. And she'd just be like, right? <laughs> Simmer down. Be cool. And it was hard. Yeah, it was hard to tell watching her in that scene whether she was like that in her Earth life, mm-hmm. you know, when she, when she was a pilot, or she just watched a ton of 80s action movies in her <laughs> Earth life, you know? And yeah. she was sort of repeating that. 
Now, if I heard everything we just said without seeing the movie, I would say, wow, there's no chance that is not just a very fun movie that delivers on every level. Because the main character is so interesting, and mm-hmm. a lot of what we talked about is cool. Yeah, so far, I'm sold. Okay, but... There's something wrong with this movie, right? It's like kind of soulless or it's not uh, like I had trouble putting my finger on it. One thing I know for sure is they bring up the 90s and then they don't utilize it. It's like I've heard so many complaints that they there's like 30 or 40 90s jokes right when she lands. And I did not find that like I thought they could have done so many more. I guess if you're like Blockbuster, that's a joke. Radio Shack, that's a joke. Payphone, that's a joke. And you're like, no, I mean, those are just things that are there. There's a part where she makes a, a, a call on like a payphone. And there's just like a hundred Smashing Pumpkins posters behind her. Everything feels like it's like the veneer of the 90s without like really getting into much 90s. Besides, like Portland. Yeah. (laughs) Before you said that she's like a 90s action hero, Uh that's the only time I've heard or thought of anything that really connects this movie to the 90s in a way other than she happened to land in like almost an amusement park version of the 90s. Mm. Right. Um, it and seemed like that's that was just an excuse to have her not be around for the rest of the time of. they've been doing the Marvel stuff. And oh, like, that's definitely how it started. The, for some yeah, annoyingly sure. loud music keys. The okay, and the music is another big issue. It is the most soulless '90s music employed in the most so haphazard music. way. Okay, but yeah, like when you listen to Guardians of the Galaxy, when you watch Guardians of the Galaxy, it's songs picked from like the '70s that maybe weren't the ultimate most popular songs that we remember from that time but that are reintroduced to us and sound good. This is just like if you put on K-Rock. Okay, but I wonder what the viewer who is to the 90s, like we are to the 70s, Mm -hmm. if they're thinking like, oh, damn, like what a weird cut from the 90s, you know? Okay, well, that's a good point because obviously I I, I paid way too much attention in the 90s. We all like grew up with Garbage, the band, and but like how much are like 15-year-olds talking about Garbage right now? Or Hole. Right. Like, probably Just a Girl is the only one that everybody still knows. And what did you think of that, having that song alongside a, a fight scene? It it was weird because they zoomed in on, like, a jukebox at the beginning of that fight. <laughs> and so I was like, is the jukebox? And then it was not playing it. It, 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 it oh. came in. It was such a weird edit that uh-huh. it made no sense to she, me. The song started playing, and then 30 seconds into the fight after the song started playing, she got thrown into the jukebox. Yeah. Like, why didn't we just move the song stop. up a little bit? Yeah, Especially was- with the Fonz lunchbox. Like, uh-huh. that's what the Fonz does is hit the jukebox and a song comes on, typically, no doubt. <laughs> or have, like, a, a different band playing and then she hits it because then it would be so on the nose it's funny. Yeah. If a bad, a different 90s song was playing and then she makes it play that one, it's like, sure, let's do that. Yeah. The other thing, too, that I think was going on, and I don't know if we want to blame the directors because this is their third movie. And and what are the other ones? Uh, little Half movie one, Nelson. little movie two. Yeah, Half Nelson, the oh, Ryan okay. Gosling teacher on heroin movie, uh, and then Sugar, the minor league baseball player movie. And both okay. movies are great. But they both, the budgets added up to like one day of catering on this movie. <laughs> um, or if we want to blame the directors or just the character, you know, the movie represented the character, mm. but it felt very restrained. And I understand that you don't want to go in and make just another Marvel movie mm-hmm. that follows the recipe, but Thor Ragnarok found a way to like definitely inject newness into it. And I wanna- this movie felt like I just wanted them to rip the fucking lid off already. Yeah. But Taika Waititi has been working for 20 years, so he if he bombs in a Marvel movie, okay. So he's going to go out there. I wonder if they're so new, they're like, ah. So just no risks. Like the K- K- Colin Trevat, the guy who's ruining Jurassic Park in my childhood. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, of all the girl dinosaurs. He started out <laughs> super small and then did this. I wonder if you're so afraid... To fuck with it, you just go a little and you're like, 
No, go balls to the wall with it. Which sets a high floor but low ceiling. Mm-hmm. You know, like I would say that this is a like right in the middle of Marvel movies. Yeah. And it's almost intended. The one scene, and this was a scene that like definitely followed the mo- the Marvel cookie cutter recipe, but I wanted more of it because it was so restrained, was um, at the farmhouse. Yes. And all movies have to, all Every Marvel best movies. Best Marvel movie. Farmhouse has in the middle. Yeah. Um, is when uh, they meet Ben Mendelssohn. Oh, shit. Spoilers. We're just going to spoil everything. Uh, yeah. Ben Mendelssohn, the scroll. Right? Yeah. And they now the back and forth between mm-hmm. Bree and Samuel Jackson, yeah. Ben Mendelssohn, and uh, Bree's best Maria. friend. Um, it was it was quick back and forth. Yeah. And it was the only time they pulled the cap off the, the movie. Yeah. And, and that scene highlighted the it, physical humor, not like slapstick Chris Farley, but everybody's like shrugs. Gesturing? So, yeah. Dude, there were so many gestures and weird mugging that made it so fucking funny. And watching a green person shrug a little kid be like, sorry, I wasn't your mom. Like, yeah. <laughs> made me laugh my balls off. That was probably the funniest moment yeah. in the movie when the kid looks at the scroll just impersonating his mom and the kid's like what and the scroll's just like yeah sorry it's a living <laughs> kid i had to do it what do you guys think about the casting idea to put my brother danny in the obvious bad guy role mm-hmm. and then have like if you follow tv and movies that sort of sets up the twist because right. ben mendelson the guy who's always cast in this thing is cast sort of in a different role yeah well so spoilers mm-hmm. earmuffs if you're uh, Sorry, Taylor. The, I, yeah, it, I shouldn't have come on a show where we were talking about that. Uh, the biggest twist in the movie is that the scrolls are like not the bad guys. Yeah. And I have to say, shook is probably too strong a word, but the, I was the movie seemed to be shaping up like that. But still, uh-huh. when it was said, I was surprised that they were doing that. So that that in this conflict now, the Kree, who always have kind of they're all, they're aggressive and militaristic, so there's always been that side of them but that they are the aggressors and mm-hmm. the scrolls are just like this refugee force like just really trying to like live at all that i thought was a bold move well it's definitely a move that makes it a 2018 movie and right dude this is going to get the boys pretty right oh, yeah. on the old <laughs> internet i think <laughs> but all those people who would get mad about the scrolls and about the marvel gender change uh-huh. they're not even going to know because they're not going to see it like they're pre mad about dumb bullshit yeah, <laughs> I, I looked at the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is already like a 34. They because, did, they did such good work. They did the Lord's work. Yeah. The other thing, too, is that uh, we're like we were raised, born and raised to be woke as fuck towards everybody and everything except for Skrull. Yeah. Dude, like, that's how we were they're, raised. They're evil. They're duplicitous. It's okay to hate yeah. one race of duplicitous <laughs> evil. Well, what's cool about that is that's something that we have to confront in fantasy uh-huh. and in sci-fi and in games like D&D, which is that we still have the artifacts of hardcore racism in these things in that they deal with the central trope that races can be away, mm-hmm. you know? And it doesn't matter if there's not, like, this one-to-one correspondence between, like, this fantasy race is kind of like this real-world race. It's even that idea that orcs are away, dwarves are away, that is really uncomfortable. And this movie confronts that. Yeah. And I was so racist against Skrulls. <laughs> you really were. You were the worst. <laughs> even when they were like, we're good, you're like, boo, kill the kids. Even now, I'm like, oh... Scrolls are good. Well, no, these scrolls are good because right. you can tell because they acted good. The, the movie, like, you know, not, not all scrolls, Greg. Hashtag not all scrolls. <laughs> well, uh, I got myself riled and confused, guys. <laughs> well, hashtag not all scrolls. Go see <laughs> Captain Marvel and also tune in for Avengers Endgame, which comes out in like a month. Tune into this podcast. You yeah, don't need to watch the movie. Yeah. Just, yeah. We'll just tell you all the big plot points from it in yeah. an apologetic tone. Yeah, and then I won't have to watch it, and then I Sorry. can watch Avengers. Jude lost the bad guy. Sorry. Hello. And now <laughs> we're going to move on Jude to the Law. main event where we will talk about King 
Shark versus Gorilla Grodd. This Sunday, Sunday, Sunday on The Flash. Daddy Shark. Daddy Shark. Daddy Shark. Daddy Shark. This week on The Flash, it's King Shark versus Gorilla Grodd. As Team Flash teams up with a marine biologist who's helping King Shark communicate to see if he'd like to take the Medicure. Things go awry when Barry administers the cure without asking, which pisses off Caitlin and Cisco. Meanwhile, Gorilla Grodd is trying to gain power to control the whole city. Taste buds, <laughs> I ask you this. Does the moral question of who and how to administer the Medicure elevate what episode is trying to do? Or is it needless drama for drama's sake? Man, it was so wedged in there. And like they could have been dealing with this all season, but it really felt like there was some clipboard that said, gotta have one of these scenes, guys. Talk about uh, it. And they didn't even talk about it. They were like, Barry, that's stupid. He's like, what? Fuck you guys. Yeah. I'm out of here. And, and then, ran away real fast. And then, <laughs> and then later he was like, yeah, you guys were right. And they're like, okay, good. He still did the thing. Yeah. He still yeah. administered that cure against it's, it's, somebody's they will. Uh, they don't address it at all. No, like, it's, it's not like a main thing that they talk about through the episode. It's like they realize they're like, well, when Arrow was really good, Ollie would get in fights with his team. Let's do that, but not be like, well, that's built into his character. Like, yeah. Everybody has reasons. Like, ba- This is not a Barry move. This is the thing Barry would yell at Oliver for doing. For sure. But for Barry to... They're trying to make Dark Barry a thing. And we've hated Dark Barry every chance. And they are really trying to do it. This is like when Archie dyed his hair black. This is definitely... And by the end of the episode, they've called it off. No, he feels bad. Don't worry. And I think it is an interesting question. Like It is one of those superhero questions that you can actually do some stuff with Mm -hmm. because everyone is in the right, right? Right. And it's King Shark was about to eat Cisco's face off. Yeah, but was that them being like, was that always your plan? Because they're like, and we'll ask him. And Barry went, well, as the, the camera zoomed in, and they saw that earlier. <laughs> like, you're making it sound a little more dramatic than it was. King Shark was about to eat Cisco's copy of Face Off on DVD. That's yeah. He, he wanted to keep that. It was favorite by the director. He takes it into battle with him every day. It's it's very gives important. him his vibe powers. He looks at it, he's like, gotta have heart. And then. He- <laughs> I have a quick question. What was up with Barry's necklace in the previous Leon? Yeah, he's wearing like like from like the mid nineties like kid choker? in play. Yes. No, it's like a it's no, like kind of like a little bit of a thick chain over yeah. like a black turtleneck. I was wondering like why is <laughs> oh. that not addressed in the rest of this episode? Is this what they mean by dark Barry? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I swear it's like he's sensual it's, Barry or, it was, or like he was part of the Virginia governorship. Barry super white. The things that checking into this episode that I haven't gotten from the rest of the season were that. And um, this like French like Sherlock oh. Holmes Harry. You haven't seen him. Oh, He's been around all season. I, he has, but I. Why did watched. they land on this? accent i guess they're running out is it a weird joke but no i i've seen a few he's been this he's been the french guy for a while this whole season he he really struck good at it no he's where are the holes holes? yeah (laughs) and he never mentions baguette and he's an okay actor and generally funny but like he's just (laughs) chewing yeah like he's he's uh a national treasure ryan ryan hold me back okay (laughs) no but I, i they have i think this is Every season, and even sometimes multiple times in a season, they've given Tom Cavanaugh a lot to do, and he's handled it every time. I think this is the one where they found the thing he can't do. Do they want him to quit they, the show? I, that's what <laughs> it's it like a producer like. situation or something. They're trying to make it as bad as possible. The but, other big thing, before we get to the main event, I'm assuming we yeah. will eventually talk about the big thing. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get to it in the exact amount of time that the episode gave to it. <laughs> uh, is um, 
This is Jesse L. Martin's first show back in a long yeah, time. Yeah, I felt it. After what? Do you remember? Like a stroke or? Months. Oh, yeah. He got seriously yeah. something. Oh, is that? Uh, what's his name? Iris's dad. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and okay. Barry's dad. The reason that they're they, married. The reason that they mm. referenced Wally in an episode of The Flash. Uh-huh. Yeah, but he, he took his baby to Tibet to go <laughs> visit Wally. Yeah. And I guess I could... <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like there was a couple miles off that fastball. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. I I noticed something was up, but yeah, he seemed to be picking his way through a lot of like his sentences and mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, because he had a stroke. I'm not uh, sure. Oh, Let's some, just say stroke. It, yeah, it could be just rust. But he's been acting for decades, right? There's no way he's just. Yeah, I. It wasn't bad enough that I was like, oh, this dude's bad. It, I noticed he's he's not at his old capacity, mm-hmm. but I I am glad when he's on. I like yeah. watching Joe West. Yeah, I just wonder if like if. He just ha- does have rust, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to get back. Or if this is now Jesse L. Martin. Right. And not knowing any information, like it, I mean, it hurts the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I'm not sure where to yeah. go from here. Well, in that case, let's get on to... I thought you were going to say we're done. I was going to scream. <laughs> the main event. The, the main ding, event. Ding, 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 the, ding. the CW version of a kaiju fight. What did you guys think? Was I was blown away. I'm so excited. I thought it was so good, you guys. I ne- <laughs> When I found out I had to watch The Flash, I was so depressed. This is, I remember CW has been trying to do computer animation since like computer animation was a thing. And it's always been like the worst shit you've ever seen. I remember a few, like a couple years ago, seeing Gorilla Grodd and being like, wait, hang on. That's pretty good. The shark doesn't look as good as Grodd does. But it looks pretty good mm-hmm. for I think the fact that it's a fucking CW yeah. show. And it looks better than it's, it did the first time we've ever seen. Yeah, right. and when they fight and it's only the two of them yeah. interacting, that looked amazing. That is, I think that is the thing that they got right and what they haven't done before. Because last season we had Gorilla Grodd in like a Planet of the Apes uh-huh. fighting Barry, yeah. but they still had to have Barry. So then, Which is the worst part of the show. <laughs> yeah. So it was like that CGI being and still person, constrained yeah. to the person was uh-huh. bad. This was like it was a good looking video game. Yeah, yeah, right. I was gonna say it is a is a good looking video game cutscene. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the it's like the top tier without having like a full like you don't have you don't have a a movie animation budget. You did the best that you can in this arena with this budget. You you knocked it out of the park. There are shots that look better than shots from Black Panther, I swear. The, yeah. the shot of Black Panther where the two Black Panthers are falling down. Which we had in here. <laughs> but no, I mean, like we did get the scene of the two of them falling yeah, uh-huh, and punching. Uh-huh. That looked worse than some of the shots from Shark versus Monkey. It's because they, they, they restrain. It's keep some physics. So Black Panther, you get too noodly. These guys, <laughs> it's still, they like, Gorilla only punches like this. The shark can only claw like this. Let's not be racist. Go out of there. You ever notice how gorillas and sharks? You fight know different? what I feel bad for for Daddy Shark is that because it's CW and because it would be like a, such a finisher, he can't just bite people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he just has to like always threaten to bite people, but then he punches a lot. I feel like in real life he would have won this fight just by biting the shit out of Monkey. And yeah, the, the yeah Gorilla Grodd is so much smaller than him. I, that yeah. was awesome when he like had depending to climb on the up shot. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, just like King Kong's of old, uh-huh. how angry they get determines. <laughs> It did. I was. I knew that King Shark was a big boy, but I didn't realize. Like, I feel like he got bigger when he yeah. was next to the monkey. I was like, Oh wait, he's like twelve feet tall. Yeah, 
They had they had some trouble with that, but the bigger he was, the cooler it looked when mm-hmm. Grodd would throw him around. Yeah. yeah. Because honestly, this show was mostly about the fact that Gorilla Grodd is a total badass. Mm. They don't know what to do with him winning, so it's just like he always has a trip at the last second and lose. Not only is he super tough and can win any fight, but he knows the exact building to go to in the city that is right in the middle. Yeah. So he'll well, get I do he's like so they're smart. like, why is he so obsessed with that bit? Like he's talked about it before. <laughs> and Caitlin like pitches a honey pot. She's like, Well, he wants to bang me. Should I go like kind of yes, distract absolutely. him? Absolutely. And then this is a new thing. I did not notice this before and I think when I watched it because I was bored a couple weeks ago I was very <laughs> confused that Killer Frost now talks to her but only she hears it Yeah. yeah. so I was too much on my phone then so I was like what the fuck she say Killer Frost was angry <laughs> and this time I heard it and I'm like did they hear it too uh, and Killer Frost was like you will not slut yourself up for a monkey <laughs> I do also, I mean, King Shark was great, but I also, I, I'm not sure I knew that um, there was a human inside there. They never mentioned it. Okay, but uh, they find the Medicure, uh-huh. or they give him the Medicure, or in this version, I guess, they like dropped a couple of pills and water and like started around, they gave him the Metamucil, and he lost the shark and became a human, but this guy, this actor, had to wake up and still be a shark. Yeah. Kind of shark. Yeah. <laughs> he had to do a shark impression. I'm Jacob Von Shark. <laughs> if you've been a shark around. for two years, you wake up, even if you're not anymore, assuming you are, and <laughs> just act like it. And that performance goes in the gifted, uh, like, somebody's warping my mind uh-huh. category yeah. of acting. I'm like, rawr. I like how they're like, hey, uh, if you go back to being a shark, for whatever reason, you're just going to have to be shark forever. And he's like, all right. I won't question <laughs> that. Well, he knows, I think. Bec- uh, he knows that there's somebody in love with him. Uh-huh. And she's sitting in a chair watching him swim and has clearly seen the shape of water. She's yeah. Like, yeah, I she's can, like, oh, I can hit this. two years ago, I could not have, but best picture. Yeah. And Sherlock, his arc in this episode is just like, fuck that shark. Like, his, yeah. he's like, just do it. Which, you uh, know what? Perhaps you should uh, fuck that shark. The Frenchiest thing he could do. Oh, why not have him? I'm not a shark. I don't know. <laughs> also, bring in me, Sherlock. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's me. Uh, That's my name. I say it every time. Things that look good in the fight. Uh, at a certain point, Gorilla God ran by, and he was covered in blood, and there was blood patches that looked really fucking good. Yeah. Also, I loved how um, Flash and Nora, is that uh-huh. the daughter, um, they looked at each other and decided to do the uh, spin around high five lightning bolt yeah. to revive King Shark, who was hanging dead, but then also in the meantime, electrify what Gorilla Grodd was on. Right. And they just knew to do this. Double attack yeah. like, was dope. Father daughter attacks are awesome. They could have just gotten him down. Yes. Yeah. They could have they They're like, also oh, he's going to die because he's upside down. All right. So we're going to do team attack, lightning move. It's going to recharge. <laughs> It's dope. <laughs> They're just really fast. They can just run up there and take him down. <laughs> yeah, just, just pop him Nor- right I, I hate Nora, and she had a great line because she asked something about Gorilla Grodd. And like, yes. no. And she was like, oh, the Flash Museum gets so much wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where she was like, well, you're immune to psychic because we're speedsters, right? And she's like, no. That's not a thing. She's like, ah. And she also just found out she's not immune to psychic. Yeah. <laughs> this whole time she thought she wasn't going to take any psychic damage. Uh, well, that's all the time we have to talk about the shark fight. Real this, quick shout out. This was really good, though, right? Yeah. 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 It was fun. This is good. This and is you fun. understand that there has to be that B-plot bullshit because they can only afford so much fun. Right. right. But I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Iris on her phone watching a ten- two-second clip from one of my favorite uh, <laughs> Simpsons episodes of all time where there's uh, a meat documentary that Lisa has to watch that uh-huh. includes... How the food chain works uh-huh. and includes a shark eating a gorilla. <laughs> I, I did really like that. The group gorilla's chat. like leaning over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, guys, the Flash is on Tuesday nights on the CW. <laughs> and that's now we're gonna move on to the poll list where we talk about every other show that we watch this week. Now we're here in the pull list. This is the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. And kicking it off, it is the CW's Black Lightning. This week on Black Lightning, 
Jeff receives a visit from a former student. Anissa goes looking for Grace, and Jennifer gets a new suit. Gentlemen, I ask you this. If I got a new suit, what would it look like? Ooh, you know what? I think it would be... Uh, I think you'd go for a nice emerald suit. Ooh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Taylor earmuffs, but we all know that it would be that one... Captain Marvel suit that the kid makes her of all the neon lights. Yeah. Yes, we did the not talk about this. should wear. <laughs> we did not talk about this during the Captain Marvel segment, but there's a part where she's going through like various potential suits, and the one right before the one she lands on is the coolest looking costume of yeah. all time. And the whole theater cried out when they saw it, and then she goes to the red and blue, and you're like, oh. A little girl in the 90s would not pick the rave Lisa Frank suit? I think yeah. not. That's a, The little girl would throw a tantrum until she fought in that suit. Covered in unicorn stickers. That was the correct answer. Cool. Black Lightning <laughs> is on the CW on Monday nights. Your next show this week is... Deadly Class. <laughs> on this week's episode of Deadly Class, Lynn puts the school on lockdown in an attempt to find Yuki's killer, causing tensions among the st- students to heat up. Meanwhile, the war between the Yakuza and the cartel is about to explode. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Do you think you'd be better suited for the cartel or the Yakuza? I, I think the Yakuza at least has, like, clearly defined roles and rules. And I'd be, like, a level one peon. Mm-hmm. But I could do that where the cartel, it's like, oh, we're best friends. Now I'm going to kill you. Like, I don't know. You think there's less soap opera in the Yakuza? There's at least, you know why, like, you looked at somebody wrong or your back was to them. I do think, like, it's insane rules, but they have the rules. And Cartel, best friend one day, enemy the next. And I can't play that again. <laughs> Not after this podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, I would just get murdered. Like, my first day of school, I, w- I would just get murdered. You would take uh, just a little too long to even decide between the two gangs. Yeah. They'd both kill you. Oh, the, Either one would be like, you have to get a tattoo now. And I'd be like, oh, I can. Oh, no. Can it well, be a Lisa Frank tattoo? <laughs> Deadly Classes on Wednesday nights on Sci-Fi. Your next show this week is Supergirl. This week on Supergirl, Manchester Black breaks out of prison with the help of his new team, the Elite. Supergirl tries to apprehend Black and his team while dealing with a shocking new develop- development involving Ben Lockwood. <gasps> no! So, gentlemen, I ask you this. Who would win in a fight between Supergirl and Captain Marvel? Captain, Captain Marvel! Marvel. That's, that's not even a question, right? No. I mean, I did pose it as a question, but... Uh, later, I was looking at that. Supergirl is not as powerful as Superman. Why is that exactly? Because they're cousins? Inexperience. <laughs> Every cousin <laughs> is less powerful than the next. Yeah. Uh, I would say inexperience. Like inexperience. Maybe she could get there, but Captain Marvel, Superman is the only fight we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Why is Supergirl less powerful? I mean, like, it's sexism, I it, obviously. But. It's experience. It's age. Yeah. It's a lot of it. And, like, and this show does it over and over again. It's self-doubt. Oh, where yeah. Brie Larson has none. As yeah. she should not. And so Cara Danvers would be like, I don't know what my sister and Brie Larson just murders her. <laughs> you guys, I'm going to see this movie again. I think maybe I stealth liked it more than, than I, I realized I was. Yeah. I've only had positive things to say about it, but for whatever reason, I've... All, all the stuff that was wrong with it, I was like, I don't care. This is still a good time at the movies. Yeah. You yeah. shouldn't have to think about whether or not you liked it. Like, it should just be you go in and you just enjoy a good smash em up. Uh, <laughs> so that's Supergirl. <laughs> Supergirl's on Sunday nights on the CW. Your I, I hope Ben Rockwood makes it yeah, out of this one. Yeah, we're thinking about you, Ben. Could he beat up Supergirl? <laughs> Your next show this week is The Umbrella Academy. This week on The Umbrella Academy, we dig into what's up with mom, and more importantly, the specific ways in which all the kids are fucked up from their powers or lack thereof. Vanya leads a sad, invisible life where even her own family hates her. 
Diego was constantly overcompensating for a childhood stutter. Klaus is haunted literally all the time by screaming ghosts. Allison doesn't believe she's ever earned anything she's gotten and had her kid taken away for using her power on her daughter. And holy shit, you guys, the very big boy is a hairy monster man. (laughs) There's another gunfight with Hazel and Cha-Cha. One of them's Mary J. Blige, and I do not know which. (laughs) And at the end, Diego decides to put mom to sleep for good. Taste buds ask you this. How uncomfortable were you watching Vanya get absolutely read to filth by that violinist in the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, what? Be such a fucking dickbag first it's, chair. It's honestly like she was like ice cold, but also like almost in like a I'm giving you mercy way. Which like, is worse. It makes it worse that it was like It was like drill sergeant style, I thought. She was like, get your fucking shit together. Like violin is like not for the faint of heart. You're trying to pussyfoot your way through it. Like you got to commit. I mean, like. Maybe she doesn't know Vanya as well as we do, but it's also such punching down. Like this, this character like is already at her lowest point. Mm-hmm. Like she already thinks so little of her, and then you come up and do this shit. It's just the music role, man. Is it's she a crazy gonna, world. Is Vanya going to turn Jake. out to be like a like a bard or something that like through her music she could do crazy That's, magical? Stuff? I looked it, it seems, up. It seems like so it, you know well, for a fact. Don't don't tell me. No spoilers, Ryan. I actually because I, I am enjoying the show and I like the bits that it's teasing out but i feel like if it's not that it's something she has to have some power she has the power I, to create disposable umbrellas people <laughs> just throw them on the ground that makes sense. the academy yeah the what, yeah, we, they did a montage of her like writing the book and people even though everybody talks shit on the dad they're like so mad that she's like but that is our problem you do not tell the yeah. family but they treat her like absolute dog shit how dare she I say Brian, yeah. you've always treated her like dog shit i also yeah. love the writing sequence there was no um Crumbled up papers thrown uh-huh. around the trash can. She, she sat exactly. down and did it in one shot. Oh, like yeah. One book, one shot. Oh, oh and, and that, her sales drop hardcore very fast. Yeah. And I guess I won one more scene of being like, but why? Like, <laughs> it did not explain. Like, I bet that happened with, like, that book, Fire and Fury. Is that why? Oh, like, yeah. Because it, it was probably a, a sensation, but then... Maybe she should have crumpled up papers and written better. Yeah. yeah I'm it sure probably wasn't artistic. It, it sold out, like, the first week, and then everyone who was going to read it read it, and yeah. everyone's like, or yeah, heard the care. stories. Yeah. Because then everyone is talking about it. Uh, how did you guys feel about this show so far has done like at least one like big gunfight set to a fun song every episode? How did you guys feel about this one set to Sinner Man by Nina Simone? <laughs> I mean, I would say that this is the most toned down one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like this is the, the least in your face, but it, it was good. It was a great song. Yeah. Good song selection. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I liked this one. I like that they... They don't have to go like over the top. With like, this was a, a good song, and I felt like it fit the tone that they were going for in this episode better. And was this Hazel and Chacha breaking into the mansion? Yes, and are fighting the everybody one fighting. by one. Yeah, the the fight because it wasn't like, look what we're doing. It was just like a good sequence of fight scenes, right? And little character moments sprinkled throughout. I have to say, I feel like the stunt double they have for which is it, Chacha Hazel, Hazel McChacha, uh, Mary J. Blige's character. Uh-huh. Uh, Looks it has like a completely different body type than she does. So to just like put a motorcycle helmet on her and then be like, it was almost hard to remember that it was supposed to be her. So there's looked, three of them. It looks <laughs> it looked like someone completely different. Just completely they different just use the same stub double for both of them. <laughs> but what? Yeah, what a great like gimmick if you have to have stunt uh-huh. stuff. Like we were talking yeah. about the comic book characters probably had that. They had to do it in this show. But to put a giant yeah. helmet on your stunt double, that's awesome. They're basically Dead Mouse, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know Go what? Go out there and Daft Punk it up. I would absolutely watch Dead Mouse try to fight a bunch of superheroes. <laughs> like, just shoot them up. That would be... 
I watched that show. Okay, guys. Mom losing her shit, and she's sewing through her hand. Ooh, yeah. That creepy. was rough. Oh, that, that fucked me up. Was that new to you? You that's, guys didn't go through that in childhood? <laughs> that, oh, buddy. That fucked that, me up. That that surprised me, because up to this point, I haven't felt like the show has really been, like, like really good at hitting the emotional points. Yeah. But that one was, like, I, I really felt for Diego in a way that I didn't, at the beginning of this show, think that I ever would. See, yeah, I still felt like I, I still felt like I knew what I should be feeling, but I wasn't feeling it when Diego shut her down. It, it, it hit me in the right way. Like, it, it got me there. Yeah, you were into this show's shit. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm not as into it as I am some of the other shows that we're watching currently, but it's definitely, like, I think it's, like top five of the shows that we watch right now. We knew that Big Boy was also Harry Boy because we yeah, saw his we knew, but I, We didn't he's know so he monstrous. Was. And then he's like, nobody look at me. And you're like, I dude, you it's, look It's hilarious because they you think look he's a monster. More, he looks like Mike Gravania. Like, <laughs> you look, he honestly, Don't he look looks more normal out of a sweater mm-hmm. than he uh-huh. does when he's got a sweater on. Well, I it's, couldn't it's, believe everybody. It's the, it's, the big, it's the chunky kid jumping in the pool with a shirt on, yeah. buddy. You're highlighting it. <laughs> You just described my entire childhood. <laughs> no one will know I'm fat if I'm wearing this skin tight, see through white t shirt. But the way that they reacted, it made me feel like I was underreacting. Like, yeah, yeah. Because, but it's well, like we knew you well, were a weird guess, monster, man. Well, like we I think it that. was. I think it was the fact that they didn't know the extent to which, like, his body it's all had scarred up and gross. Yeah, and I think it was. Bro, you're gross. Yeah, and I think it was compounded by the fact that, like, they are the only people that he's like close to. Like, they're mm-hmm. his like family, and they've. They're I, just like, oh. I think to make it hit, we would have had to see his supple little not hairless body or hairless body in a flashback. And you know right what? Now I don't want to see that. I don't, I don't want to see that. We don't know the difference. Well, yeah. But I, I think the fact that when everyone met him, they were like, oh, you, like Got something bigger. has significantly yeah. changed because he's, he's a wolf you. man. He's on the moon. And are they I doing mean, a thing where like he is outwardly gross? Like he wears his grossness on the outside and everybody else is pretty, but it's on the inside? Because he's like a pretty vanilla drama-free character, right? I don't know. He's yeah. kind of a dickhead. Do you well, think so? Yeah. He's, he's like a stubborn dickhead in that like he takes charge. He's like a Boy Scout. Cyclops, yeah. Jack from Lost sort of way. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> The Umbrella Academy is on Netflix all the time. You guys can just watch it. We're watching it week by week. Your next show this week is... My Moment of the Week? Oh, yeah. I do we it. still do that? I, I yeah, that if you guys want to do that real quick... You know, it's, can, is a one uses Klaus. He like makes Klaus do something to him, and then yells at him for still being there. Klaus is like, "I helped you." He's like, "Get the fuck out now! I've used you." He's a dickhead. That was yeah. Greg- Cha Cha delivers a crazy suplex on Big Boy. Those people <laughs> seem like they're more powerful. Oh, for than sure, just, they're not normal just humans. folks. Yeah, uh, but to see. Cha Cha deliver this awesome suplex. That's just that's why I watch these shows <laughs> to see wrestling moves. Uh, Ryan uh, Pogo. I mean, yeah, Pogo's yeah. good. Uh, mine is uh, Cha-Cha at some point just goes, I lost my gun. <laughs> Classic cha In the middle of a gunfight, and I like that. Uh, the Umbrella Academy is on Netflix. Your next show this week is Punisher. On episode 207 of The Punisher, the Frank gang decides that it's probably just best if everyone lets Frank kill Billy. Meanwhile, <laughs> Billy has turned his vet friends into a robbery squad as he works them day and night practicing to rob a local cash-checking place, I think. This all culminates in a final showdown that Frank escapes from so there can be another final showdown. Mr. Business Boys, I ask you this. <laughs> is it time for the Billy story to go? Yes. Yeah? Where's it going to go? Or the Frank story to go. Should just, this should just be a Billy show. Billy and the Boys? Oh. <laughs> Billy and the Business Boys talking business. Oh, now I would heisting. watch that on Netflix. Give me a three-season order because that's how Netflix does now. There is nothing more confusing than a show you've watched one season of that's like eight episodes into the next season. Yeah. You've been trying to understand it. But 
Billy, that was the main guy from season one. It feels like they should be so far past this that I don't even know what you're talking about. Right, yeah. It's take, Billy takes up so much time that anytime they go to Father John Sleepy, I'm like, <laughs> why are we paying attention to him at all? He hasn't got enough time for me to give a shit, so it makes me... When the villain's around, I do not give a shit. Also, what we're doing with like Frank and Madani and... The little girl? Frank's Rachel? best friend. Oh, Curtis? Curtis. They have a sit-down trying to figure out what to do about Billy. Mm-hmm. And like, there's all these options. And nobody will say what they want, because what they want is evil. Frank and it's, kill like, Immoral. And those conversations... Just the three of them. Like This show could really just do with the good guys, uh-huh. who aren't really good, and have them talk. Right. You know, But we, we have to have... The requisite action scene at the 47th minute and all of that <laughs> stuff that just gets in the way. The cool thing, though, is that um, the final showdown doesn't go down, but Frank just drives away in a car just trying to get the fuck out of there <laughs> as a sniper shoots at him. That was pretty cool. <laughs> what, uh, was that your moment of the week? No, my moment of the week is um, <laughs> Billy and his crazy doctor finally hook up, and apparently they're into the same thing. I don't know if they talked about this beforehand, which we do advise that you do before you go into the bedroom, make sure everybody's down with everything. Foot stuff? Uh, no, they are they're both covered in scars and they can't come unless they're touching each other's scars and they put their wrap their fingers around the scars and try and like pull them apart as oh, they're as they're yeah. fucking. Oh. Yeah. Game recognizes game. Wow. There are there's a, a lot of scar fucking in this episode. Oh, oh. no, thank you. No, I'm good. <laughs> Check, please. Uh, all right. Well, The Punisher's on Netflix. Uh, it's you can watch we it all time. that you don't watch. <laughs> yeah, it. you know what? Or don't watch this one. Fast forward the seventh episode of the second season to minute seven thirty, and you can just watch the scar fucking over all right. and over. Oh <laughs> uh, well, that's fun. Your next show this week is The Walking Dead. This week on The Walking Dead, after two weeks of slowing it down, The Walking Dead decides to change it up by slamming on the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> We spend a lot of time with the Whisperers without learning much more about them, and Michonne talks to Negan but still doesn't trust him and opens up to the idea of teaming back up with the other communities, so we're finally back to the place where we started the season. (laughs) Taste Buds, I ask you this. What Greek letter would you choose for your Whisperer name? Epsilon. Oh, that is such a Mike answer. It's also the name of your cologne. Mm-hmm. I would I would say beta because I'm a beta boy all the way. But actually, in their in their community, that's pretty high up there. Yeah. So I guess I'll go with Omega. They respect the cut. That's yeah. as low as it gets. Right? So you're you're uh, you're you're Lydia in this scenario. Yeah, that would that'd be great. Honestly, yeah. Lydia's I, a good kid. I don't know if this is a cheat, but I would choose Alpha Beta. Because that's an old grocery store that had the best deals, and now it's just gone. I miss it, man. I would sneak out of my house and just what go get like it's get a baguette now. and a whole thing oh. of butter and eat it in the bushes. <laughs> Wait, why were you such a fat kid, it's Mike? It's the truest of stories. <laughs> you would I, wedge your way through your bedroom window. A lot of people don't know this, but Mike was raised fat. <laughs> well, I would also, and he still dabbles. I would, I would obviously be Alpha because I'm the leader of the group. I'm the Red Ranger. Anyway, <laughs> The Walking Dead is on Sunday nights on AMC. Your next show this week is Arrow. The 19th to last episode of Arrow <laughs> finds the Suicide Squad unleashed again. It all goes very poorly, leading Diggle to face the failure and probably get fired. Meanwhile, Felicity tells Oliver she's pregnant with a flash-forward baby. <laughs> Taste buds, I ask you this. 18 episodes to go. Look, I'm sad, but I'm happy. It What's had a run. Of that song? <laughs> yeah, baby. it had a It's going to eight, eight, eight seasons, a 10-episode final season. They know they can make it fucking hit. It means Crisis on Infinite Earths can end momentously. That's going to actually be like the best crossover, because now there's like repercussions. Yeah. Yeah. And... It's not like, oh, maybe he's gone. No, he's gone. Like, they can fucking kill Oliver. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, we're always glad to see a show go. Like, that's the best. <laughs> it's our motto. It's, it's a nice, dream situation. It's nice to see a sh- show go on its 
own terms. Or or shell seashells by the seashore. And I love that uh, Stephen Amell. May he rest in peace. Was like, I don't want to be in Vancouver anymore. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, it's been a long time. But the best part about all of it is not that all of it is not that it's just ending, but ten episodes means they're gonna tell a tight story. Right. They're yes. not gonna stretch a villain Mm-mm. over twenty-two episodes. Like we're gonna get our final ten. We have to sit through this fucking bullshit season. Yeah, but next season's awesome. Sure. This is gonna be the wheel spinniest. Oh end yeah, of this season for sure. That's I I have not watched since the season with. Uh, I don't even remember the character's name, but they're like I think it was like season five. I think was a a solid season. I might tune back in for the final season of Arrow because to. because now they're going to be able to tell a tight story again with arrows with <laughs> arrows. And like yeah, I this is a show that I dodge in and out of. The fact that it is ending on its own terms, I'm like yeah, I'll I'll tune in again. What I will say for it is that it's mediocre episodes. I'm still entertained sometimes by where other shows yes. media because it's are so bad. Yeah, I think that we've spent the last five years of our lives um, arguing that we like there's some awful mediocrity in a lot of the shows that we watch, which you would think would just be called awful, right? Like don't <laughs> yeah. don't call it mediocre. But when Arrow is is mediocre, you and I have spent a lot of time arguing that like it still has a lot to offer. It's yeah, still right. pretty awesome. Arrow is never the bottom of the barrel, right? Yeah. All right. Well, do you have a moment of the week? Yeah, my moment of the week is Diaz escapes. From uh, the Suicide Squad, uh-huh. gets the bomb out of his head, and then it cuts to one of those like he gets on a plane, and it's like one of those maps, and you see the red line. It just goes to every major city, uh, screaming, "The city's open for business!" All the <laughs> way through the country. Uh, mine is in the future. Williams whining is like the minute I, my grandparents took me in. Oliver wanted nothing to do with me, and then we flash back, and Oliver's just like, "This is my thirtieth message. Why won't you call me back?" And yes. I mean, Williams just a little butthole. Or yeah, the grandparents did something like the grandparents uh-huh. buried the calls, but that like there's so many lame transitions between flashback and present and flash forward, and that one really hit. Like, yeah, you are wrong, kid. Look, and it, now it makes me think that maybe I'm wrong about my good dad. Good life lesson is you never know what your parents are going right. through. Right. Uh, Arrows on Monday nights on the CW. Your next show this week is Riverdale. This week on Riverdale, Archie adopts a stray child who turns out to be ah. Joaquin's brother and, like everyone else in the show, tries to kill Archie. <laughs> Meanwhile, Veronica turns her speakeasy into a casino and hires the poisons to help her set healthy boundaries with her father and Jug's <laughs> mom. <laughs> Betty finds out Kevin is fireproof, the regular fireproof, not the movie fireproof, where Kirk Cameron is addicted to jerking it. <laughs> and she pulls a Cheryl and lights her house on fire. And Jug and the Serpents have become sheriff's deputies because why the hell not at this point? Taste Buds, I ask you this. <sighs> How sad are you that Luke Perry's gone? This Aww. this was a big one for me. Like, yeah. we get uh, celebrity death a week, you yeah. know? Uh, but this one hit me hard. I think it's because the age that I am and, like, how important this guy was in my life. Like, to go from a huge diehard 90210 fan and, like, I remember when he was it. Like, he was a yep. very, very big deal. I feel like this hit you guys even harder than it hit me because I knew him primarily as Archie's dad <laughs> right. from mm. Riverdale. Yeah. But like you guys knew him like when he was like in his prime as a star. Uh, Pike yeah. from Buffy Vampire Slayer movie. And yeah, and the true Buffy, as we call yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I remember um, just like I had uh, girl cousins and just he was plastered on all of the walls, you know, like he was the Jimmy Dean of. <laughs> the Sausage King. <laughs> yeah. The James Dean of like the early 90s. And by all accounts, 
after his passing, one of the most like genuine, oh, the stories delightful human beings that have uh, ever. Normally, the sentence the stories are coming out. You're like, oh, yeah, well, these are yeah. only warm and good. Like the story that I heard about him, like just always carrying balloons so that he could make balloon animals for children who were upset. Was like that's a that is a thing that you would write into a movie where you were like we need to show that this dude is like a cartoon superhero. Maybe Nana Tuminau had the right idea of when you're making a high school show, cast 34 year olds so they won't have that breakdown that all you know mm-hmm. young actors have. Yeah, it was uh, R.I.P. Luke Perry. That title card coming up at the end of the episode. It's pretty hard. Hit me hard because Luke Perry shows up at the very end of the episode as an angel. No, as that devil. <laughs> but because our Archie gets like stabbed by this little kid because he has to finish no balloon what animals. Did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, like, that wouldn't have happened if you'd been Luke Perry. Yeah, and Luke Perry walks in. And he's like, "What happened, Archie?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, I got stabbed again." <laughs> <laughs> and but Luke Perry, being being a wonderful father, is like, oh, "Don't worry, bud. You just got a big heart." And that's and that's what people. That's why it keeps getting stabbed. Yeah. People keep stabbing. <laughs> I got to give it up for the uh, producer or producers of Riverdale who were like, um, "Luke Perry's dead, and we're going to dedicate I don't know all the rest of the episode, just yeah. all the rest. <laughs> what, how like, many more we like, make? Every episode will be dedicated to you Luke can't Perry. Do, you got to pick yeah. like a thing. Yeah, and that then, makes like, it feel meaningless. Yeah. No, I, you know what? I'm on board for it. I hope that every episode has a 30 second pause after they like finish the episode, where it's just like in memory of Luke Perry until his final season. It's very, it's very sad. Obviously, that's like the the lead story. But I always want. What do you do if you make this show? Like, you can't Riverdale him. You can't be like the Black Hood killed Archie's dad, right? Like. <laughs> Do you, I, do you I say a, he goes to Tibet? Like, what do you like? What's a decent thing to do if you? I the show? I have a feeling that they are going to say, uh, I don't know, like, hey, Archie's dad moved back to Chicago to be he with his mom. Yeah, they his decided they wanted to be together, but work it out. Archie. And now, and now, Archie like lives <laughs> at the Pembroke or something. And your parents reunite and then decide just not to include you. Well, if your son is Archie, <laughs> you were the problem. Yeah, that would be the, the most Archie. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they killed Archie. Like just, just, just all the him, Andrews are gone. Just write him off the show, and now it's the the because uh, it's not called Archie. The show's yeah. called Riverdale. Mm-hmm. They've been threatening to do it this entire every, season. Every three episodes, they like permanently disfigure another part of Archie. <laughs> Even more. Okay, he got stabbed in this episode, right? The yeah, last he, episode, like, he, got, he got sliced real bad with a kitchen the, knife. The episode before this, a boxer was supposed to kill him in the ring. Yeah. Even though the same boxer he was supposed to throw a fight against. And before that, a bear sliced him. Yeah. yeah. Like, this dude can't have, like, one week where they're not actively And before to that, he him. was regularly getting kidnapped and the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> the, the parents, they decide to get back together and they leave. And there's a note that says, you'll be fine. We left you this bottle of hair dye and a bear. And it's just, <laughs> the bear is in the kitchen. Uh, my moment of the week was the in memoriam for uh, Luke Perry at the end of the episode. Make your real dick bag if you didn't signaling. pick that. Yeah, it was, it was, it was very beautiful. Riverdale's on Wednesday nights on the CW. Your next show this week is Runaways. This week on Runaways, Leslie is being full-on Shelly Miscaviched as she is sent to a special Gaborum camp for reconditioning and discovers the weird lady who was trying to do the reconditioning is her long-lost mom. What? Chase and Gert get rescued by the gang while Nico swears off her magic staff forever and then they all meet up to throw Molly a very nice quinceanera before Chase leaves the group to go back to join the parents. But wait till after the party. Yeah. It's very nice. <laughs> yeah. So, gentlemen, I ask you this. Is there any other way to see Chase's, go- Chase's going home than as a betrayal? He felt very much. You could tell he was like, I was going to sneak out, but I don't think there's anything wrong with just going to reunite with our parents who we are actively fighting against. And they're like, 
No, Chase, this is a betrayal, buddy. But this is the problem with like uh, taking a vacation like two cities away because you can just go home whenever you want. Like this is four episodes in a row where somebody's like, yeah, I'm just. I'm just gonna go home real quick. Right. And going home is like a ten minute trip. Yeah. It has Chase the whole time has been the one for a few episodes been like, I mean, they are our parents. And they're like, shut up, dumb jock. And so when the, for them to be surprised, he's been like, I've been telling you for so also, long. Also, the reason it kind of works for him to be the one who does it is like he's an abused kid by uh-huh. his dad. Abused kids are constantly ready for dad to be they're like, No, come back, it. and it's gonna be it's gonna be fine. This time so he's he, changed. Yeah, exactly. So th- he's like primed mm-hmm. for this. So to get any attention from his dad and to just be like, come back home, son, well, I, it kind of works for me. What, what's a, such a bummer is because I, I think they handled a lot of things well is that one, just leave the next morning. Don't ruin any bit of the party, asshole. But for him to not say the one more sentence of my dad is dying, yeah, I have to. See, th- Yeah, that's shitty TV fake drama bullshit. Say that and then people go, oh, shit. Okay. But so yeah, <laughs> they, and then this episode just ends. <laughs> but they need more drama, and they want us. That I sort of think it's a rope a dope. Like we might get another like traitor because we're supposed to think it's him. Yeah, because all he could have solved that so easily. Because they were early on, they were kind of like tipping that maybe it would be Nico because her staff is like twisting mm-hmm. her. And now that she's buried it in the wall, I have to tell you, she's gonna go dig that thing up again. Oh, immediately, and yeah. feel so bad about doing it. Because real we, spells do nothing. So <laughs> remember when we talked about um, like uh, Molly is captured forever, uh-huh. and then the first scene in the next episode, she just walked away. She's like, laughing. Uh-uh. Uh, yeah, Nico's <laughs> gonna do that in the first just scene. Just above her head, laughing at them. <laughs> At any point in this episode, did someone say, like, hey, guys, we should, like, plan for this party? And then someone else said, no, I don't practice quinceanera. <laughs> I ain't got no crystal ball. <laughs> I had a magic staff, but I, 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 I dropped it in, in the wall. <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah, somebody did say all of that. Now we're cooking <laughs> yeah. with gas. So you watched. That, you was my, that was actually my moment of the week when they say that song. Oh, that's great. Uh, Ryan, Mike, your moment of the week? Wait, hold on. Before we get to that, <laughs> okay. I, I want to pick out another chase thing, which is the old lace thing. Where this is uh, also forced drama, uh-huh. thing. Uh, an old lace thing. They sat outside and they were like, "Where's old lace?" Old lace stood back for a minute to like scare people, yeah, and then got shot. And they were like, "Well, I guess we'll just leave with old lace." This is it was like very poor editing and right. screenwriting. Like this is not the uh, like series of events that should happen. You know what? And, they're, they're trying to not give us this fucking dinosaur. Yeah. yeah, like they they didn't have the dinosaur come out for like a million episodes, and then she's kind of been involved. She usually growls from the other room. And then she got sick, and now she's fucking shot. We want the dinosaur. Just give it to us. The Flash can do it with Shark Daddy. Like for for them to, if like Gert had stayed, they wouldn't be like, let's leave. It, it is done. Like you don't fucking leave a team member behind, right. you ass clowns. And yeah. even if it was like Gert would have gotten out, even if everybody was fine with leaving a dinosaur mm-hmm. behind, which is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, just imagine that sentence. <laughs> imagine saying that sentence. We uh, we're friends with the dinosaur, but we don't want. We're be just anymore. gonna leave it behind. Gert would have gotten out. Yeah, and then the rest of them got out, and like they had the all the parents like dead to rights. Yeah, like, we all have more powers than them right now, but we should probably just go. It <laughs> didn't make sense. Like they're just they're. I understand that we're setting up for the last couple of episodes, yeah. but it's it's very both the chase and the old lace thing mm-hmm. were hacky. Well, do you now have moments of the week? I will say for like this is a pretty silly show. Yes, but uh, the Kinsiera and just like let's do high school bullshit for sure. And so to watch them all like get ready for it and then decorate and then. Dancing slow mo, dancing slow mo, and over the slow mo dancing, Gert starts giving a speech about how much Molly means to her. 
awe. I fucking bawled. Yeah. I was just like, what are all these tears? Like, it, w- it hit me in such a weird, surprising way. Maybe it's just too early in the Umbrella Academy, but this is what I was talking about with Diego. Like, his mom scene didn't hit me. This, mm-hmm. this got me. Like, I got I got. got. Yeah, it, it's mine as well. Uh, I didn't know that much about quinceañeras, and I, I learned a lot. They give you now one, you can throw one. They give you one last toy. That's uh, a, fuck, that's adorable. Yeah, and uh, the only my only problem with it is it, they wanted to have it be that this happened and then Chase left, mm-hmm. and that kind of did ruin the moment, yeah. which I guess was their point, but it felt like it would have landed a little bit better if he did just maybe try to bail the next day. All right, well, Runaways is on Hulu all the time. We're watching it week by week. Keep tuning in. Your next and final show this week is DC Universe's Doom Patrol. This week on Doom Patrol, the mission to find the chief immediately goes wrong, <laughs> leaving Reed and Cyborg to bond in a crummy motel while Jane, Cliff, and Larry find Nazi scientists in Paraguay who will give superpowers to anybody who can afford it and tell his life story via puppet shows. <laughs> Taste buds, I ask you this. For a show that's about the broken personalities of powerful non-heroes, how is Doom Patrol handling the action that is requisite for our shows? Very well. Yeah, super this duper. This was dope as shit. Remember when Ro- Robot rips a guy in half and oh. then hits somebody else with the bottom yes, half I of that do. guy? Yeah. I've been thinking only of that That's my week. answer. I want to watch that over and over again. Yeah, man. Oh, but you won't watch Scar fucking? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, keeping the Flash, this episode of The Flash in mind, um, and we, there wasn't a ton of action, but what was there was spectacular. Oh boy! And also, I didn't feel like we were just earning and waiting and biting time for the action in no. the plot lines, which it, makes the action I was twice as good. Surprised by the action. That's yeah. where this show works. And Robot and, Man does not fuck around. And no. he, what was awesome is none of these shows show consequences. And yes. he's while he's in it, he's like, yeah. yeah. And then he looks back and he goes, oh, fuck. That's and then Jane won't talk to him because he's just covered in blood. It looks horrifying. Yeah. I, I wrote into my notes, this show is handling murder a thousand and one <laughs> times better than Titans did. Like, uh, it's crazy how different for being the only yeah. two shows so far on this network, how different they are in tone. <laughs> like, they learned morality at yeah. some point in between the two shows. And also, like, humor. Like, this show yeah. is like... I would say, like, some of the jokes in this show are, like, the good place level, like, humor. Like, wow. Yeah. like That's it's a high level. It's, it's hitting me, like, in all the right places. Like, they're really selling it. And, like, it's not in, like, a hacky, like, forced way. Like, I think we were concerned about that with mm-hmm. Alan Tudyk in the first right. two episodes. This week, we didn't have any Alan So, Tudyk. he officially dropped off as the narrator. Because that was a thing that was happening in the show. Right. So, it doesn't happen any... Well, Which right. makes me think even it more, it should have been a two-part pilot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, and then now the show can go. I really was kind of right. I really think this show is doing really cool, interesting things. Like I don't think I've been as excited about a show we were watching since the first season of Legion. Honestly, me either. Yeah. Like yeah. I think this is like great TV. Like this could make the bracket at the end of the year. I like I would fight for it. I really and this is not. It's like, such a different league than the other. Yeah, we typically we say this is great mm-hmm. for our shows. This is not that. But what, what's so smart is you have an ensemble. But like the B plot was so obviously B. Not only are Cyborg and Rita sort of bonding, but they're not going through as big of arcs as like Larry went through emotional stuff this episode. So maybe the other ones can back burner. And the other shows feel like apologetically, or even though they don't get a lot of screen time, they're like, "But we're gonna make them earn it." And you're like, "I don't care about Iris and Joe right now." I. Uh, yeah, I love so much uh, like the originality and that line that they walk of weird but not weird for weird sake. They fall off the line a couple times. Welcome to Fucktopia. But uh, <laughs> I, I, but it's like it's it's, it's Matt Bomer's storyline uh-huh. through the yeah. first three episodes, and particularly in this episode, like the way that they're doing it and the way that our other shows try to do this. Like this is what makes it leaps and bounds mm-hmm. above everything else. Yeah, because it, it was that storyline 
worked well because it wasn't just like he's gay and ashamed of it. It's he's gay and he's also extremely self-centered and he's not willing to accept like when people are there for him just because like he doesn't want someone to like look at him and be as he's burned up. Also bedridden. First of all, knowing that he used to look like Matt Bomer. No, yeah. Bomer. Uh, second of all, being bedridden and having people come in and like intercom goodbye to him, including his wife. Mm-hmm. And it's like that like classic dream scenario of you go to screen, but you can't like, he can't do anything. Yeah. And then, but also knowing you can see in his eyes, how self-centered he's being like he, yeah. when he says, when he's trying to convince his wife, uh, I can change. He's convincing himself as well, and knowing he's doing a bad job on all right. accounts. Yep. And this is from Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol, you guys. How about the guy that was also there at Fooptopia to get oh, powers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wanted magnet feet. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, feet. why? And he's like, so I can walk up walls. And then he got like all the powers because they left him yeah, in left for him like. In the- <laughs> so this is uh, this is a bad guy called Animal Vegetable Mineral Man, <laughs> and I this is like a guy. I and sort it's actually of, a classic Doom Patrol villain. Yeah, yeah, and I am they they picked the perfect actor, just that level of enthusiasm. Like I am here for it. I am so excited for him. He's hilarious. Also, like even the parts of this show, like when they were like Fucktopia, and she's like, no Fooktopia. Mm-hmm. Like that's dumb. But the way James like. Spell it. <laughs> yeah. Like it's that little extra touch that this show is able to do, and she's relaxing and getting better as well. Yeah, dude, uh, she did the fucking words again. And she did yeah, the words. Oh, oh my yeah. god, I missed the words last week, it, and you guys were right. Those words are fucking. It looks dope. so good. It's so rad. And her versus Doctor Fuck. Uh, but her walking in before we find out he's alive and the puppet follows her and goes, hello, Jane, was so <laughs> funny and creepy. Like, they hit both of those. <laughs> and also, there's just a guy who's, like, really excited that Cyborg's there because, yeah. he, because he was on Justice League. And it, correct me if I'm he wrong. He was not. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong. But he did he say, yeah, my name's Ring Ding? <laughs> I don't know. I hope so. Like, <laughs> there's just a guy whose name was Ring Ding I think in it's, the it's show. Real celebrities people respect. You're afraid to talk to Julia Roberts, but you'll fucking bug the Vanderpump Rules people. And this is oh, Cyborg yeah. Yeah. is a reality tea. Like, he is fuck with that guy's celebrity yeah. status. Uh, well, we are out of time, but we have to do moments of the week, starting with Mike. Uh, it's the Cliff and Jane versus Nazis while Nazi Punk's fuck off plays over it and oh. all the fun gore. It has to be that. It was so good. Greg? Um, so, like, Jane having different powers as different personalities could fucking suck. Uh, I can't believe how awesome it is. Uh, and I know she did the words again this time, but then she turned into a Titanic lady <laughs> who has a sun for a head yes. and throws fireballs at people. Yes. Like, they went there. These are not dumb powers. These are really <laughs> crazy powers. Her head was a sun. Her head was a sun, you guys. Her head was, and she was just like, she was just like 15 feet tall all of a sudden and wearing like, not a gown, but like a, a like a black dress, like a, yeah. like a simple like cocktail black dress. This show's operating on a lot of levels. I don't. I'm like not even in touch with. And they went without the uh, sunglasses and big smile on the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Two scoops, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, your moment of the week. I got a couple. One, uh, I loved the uh, flight home the week, moments of because the, week, the flight right. home is supposed to be. If you get a flight home, that's celebratory. Uh-huh. Yeah. But they had to call in mom and dad basically, right. and them looking so sad and defeated. Like this is not what we see with no. typical superhero teams. It was like the the system of a down lonely day video. <laughs> 
But my actual one, my moment of the week, if I may, Taylor, yes. is going Please back to do. Animal Vegetable Mineral Man because he walks out of the thing and he, like, there, it's a whole werewolf thing where he changes into a person with a celery leg, plant leg, <laughs> but then he just keeps going to the point where now there's a dinosaur coming out of yeah. one yeah. shoulder. Like, it just keeps going and, and going. And the dinosaur and you, snaps it. Yeah. You expect, and you expect him to do, like, the give me the mirror and, like, break it, but instead he's just like, cool. Right. <laughs> he's like, I'm a horrible monster. So, does being in the machine change you? Or was he like that the whole time? It, I think it just it just saturates you with all Stuff. powers. Because so he's that, not he's not gonna be a good guy. He's not gonna go no. fight crime. But he's so optimistic. But yeah, he's just gonna go kill people. And like, what like the the fight the like just the the buddy cop story of the normal head and the dinosaur uh-huh. head. <laughs> New spinoff. Uh, my moment of the week is uh, <laughs> it, I, I I really liked at the end the. Uh, the jet where when she writes control is a, a weapon for fascists. That was nice. But the real moment of the week is that guy sitting in the presentation and he was like, and then the war came and then he looks at all the Nazi stuff and he looks at it and he's like, hmm, that wasn't in the brochure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like him just realizing that he's at a Nazi camp. Yeah. Like that was great. And he deals with it. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, oh, like, well, you know, gotta, like, all right, well, listen. A lot of our scientists did. You know, that's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine, it's fine. We'll it's get like over it. one out of every four of Taylor's Saturday nights. Just like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it's like, oh, man. Well, that is all the time we have for this episode. Next episode, we're going to be talking about some Gotham while Jim Gordon is on trial. Oh, dun, dun. For war crimes in Bosnia. <laughs> oh, man, shit got real. Yeah. Now that's some 90s shit. 90s yeah. kids know about Bosnian war crimes, for sure. Uh, I had every Bosnia-based pog that there was. <laughs> that shit was dark. Ooh, boy. And on that note, for Greg, I'm Taylor. For Taylor, I'm Mike. For Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, we are the world. That's a different song, you chuds. Different song than what? Then we are the world. You're referencing a song when you say that? Wow. All right. Cool. <laughs> we we. I, Mike is now. I know the song. Like we like the 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 predecessor to Do They Know It's Christmas, but I always thought you were just saying we're all for each other and we are all. Well, I mean, the yeah. World. It's, all that same. Hey, yeah. you know what? Thanks for listening, everybody. Th- thanks <laughs> yeah. for making us part of your day. Go to yourpopfilter.social for all of our <laughs> social media. 